<laughs> you ever just randomly look at some notes that you took on your phone from like 2017? Oh Good times. God. Here's one of them. Oh my God. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll, I'll spare everybody of me reading that. I can't believe you have that as a saved note. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Oh dear God. We were talking about maple syrup last time around, right? Yeah, how could I forget? Exactly, it was riveting. <laughs> um, so I wanted to just make it very clear that you can't just go and tap the tree and just produce maple syrup. Why are there, there laws against that? Oh. No, there's a process. <laughs> I thought there was like special Canadian laws on who can well, tap I'm, maple trees. I'm sure there is. But okay. I don't I don't know about the jurisdiction of certain maple <laughs> trees. However, you get sap from the tree and then you harvest the sap and then you process the sap and there's like a whole process and then the end result <laughs> is maple syrup. Because I didn't be- want I didn't want Rick like flying to Toronto or something, finding a maple tree and then just being disappointed <laughs> when he gets sap out of it. Why is this not taste good on my waffles? God damn it. <laughs> no, um, you know what? You've inspired me to probably go look up the, on the Science Channel an episode of how it's made and see if I can find something about maple syrup. There you that's, go. You that's just, my level of dedication right now. We they have open farm day in Nova Scotia where they like any, any local farm can basically sign up and allow people to come on their property and like check out everything that they do and how everything operates. And we went to a place that, um, that makes maple syrup and it was about, it was right before the pandemic and we bought so much stuff from them (laughs) because they had like, they had like maple butter and then they had their maple syrup and like maple candies and stuff like that. And you actually, went on a wagon ride back into um, their property to see like all the trees and how the process works. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting question. Um, do all bottles, do all bottles of maple syrup in Canada come in that maple leaf glass shape? No. Okay. Cause when I looked up like the, the great maple syrup heist, <laughs> that's yeah. like every image was like a Canadian maple leaf with syrup in it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's like the novelty thing that they sell to tourists for like twice as much money. Ours oh. just comes in like a beige sort of container that has that says maple syrup on it. And no matter how careful you are, invariably, there will be one like stream of maple syrup that goes down the side of it that just sticks there. Yeah, that nice. Uh, we're 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 a bit different um so all of our maple syrup comes in plastic bottles sometimes mm-hmm. it, in the shape of a woman named aunt jemima <laughs> which i have no idea what her authority over maple syrup is other than she's been on those bottles down here for probably uh 80 years and then there's um also mrs buttersworth we can't forget her they've recently rebranded the aunt jemima yep stuff um, because they? she wasn't a pre- yeah she wasn't appropriately credited for her likeness. Um, I heard something was, about that actually. Yeah. 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 yeah and I'm, I'm sure that I'm getting that partially wrong. I read it in its entirety at that point. Cause it was, it was super interesting. And they re they've rebranded the company as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it was really the article was really interesting. If I can find it, I'll flip it over to you. But yeah, we'll we'll track it down and we'll link it down in the comments. Yeah, or in, case in, the, uh, in the description. We're going to give you some real hardcore facts on maple syrup, too. <laughs> and the businesses that profit off of it. Canadian content. Yeah. You know what the the worst one of those is to me is the Lando Lakes butter. What they did. So it's a beautiful scene of like a river and like a forest. And then they had like the Native American guy that was sitting there and it wasn't PC for that. And I understand them saying that one that removed. So they just moved him from the land. So it's kind of stereotypical of what the white people have done to Native Americans thus far already. I've never even heard of land of the lake butter or land of lakes butter. Just Lando. Lando. Like Calrissian. Like land, hyphen, oh. oh, hyphen lakes. There's no hyphen after land. It's just a space. Uh, let's Google that shit. Do it. Let's do this. I need to know. We have some in the fridge. Yeah, well, I don't really want to go do it. He didn't say fridge that shit. He said Google yeah. that shit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's turn on this <laughs> Wi-Fi so we don't have to fucking wait for ever to get an answer on this shit. Oh, Karina, uh. Karina and me were she was more oh, right stop. than me. She oh, was more stop. than right. So it is land space capital O apostrophe lakes. Yes, that's what I said. No, you said land space O space lakes. No, I did not say space lakes. I said run the o tapes. Apostrophe. I run am the gonna tapes. fucking run the tapes. I cannot wait for you to listen back to this. Okay, you act like I'm not used to being wrong. Like, <laughs> if, you know, like the Hulk, that's a trick, Cap. I'm always angry. That's a trick, Karina. I'm always wrong. <laughs> you did that joke last week, too. <laughs> I probably do it next week, too. Keep coming back, guys, for fresh fucking content. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast again. Uh, we've got another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable where we're going to be reviewing uh, All-Stars Season 3, Episode 6, Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, All-Stars. Sorry, I got a little confused there. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I'm an older millennial. I remember those movies, so <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I thought this, uh, this episode was pretty good. Um, yeah. It was definitely better than last week's. Yeah say that yep it did have a promising start when we saw nehemiah and kelly swimming underwater like an episode of splash oh holding God. the sign saying on the last episode of all stars <laughs> so that was a nice touch that was it was a little it was different it was different than what they normally do you know yeah i appreciate it I'll i mean that you know it, it wasn't explosions and spies i feel like nehemiah has to live in that pool because when brad did the intro and said there's something in the water. It was Nehemiah who jumped up after behind him and like took him down. Yeah. No, you know what? If I was there and getting paid to be there, I'd probably be by the pool too. Or yeah. in it. Yep. Yeah. So I, I can respect that. Um, so without further ado, let's just kind of dive into this. Uh, during the intro, we get, first of all, phenomenal song choice with Usher, oh, yeah. My Way. Like, right. Or no, wait, wait, wait. It was You, you Make Me Wanna. That's it. Is that? Yep. I'm almost 95% positive. If you don't believe me, Google that shit. I don't know. Or Paramount, Paramount Plus it, your choice. Anyways, <laughs> that w wonderful, wonderful song that we can't decide what the title of it is by Usher 
was playing as everybody goes back into the house after the previous elimination of John A beating Beth. And uh, everyone's, you know, just kind of bullshitting afterwards, eating. And uh, I believe it's, you know, part of the treehouse, Sylvia, Kayla, and John was, A. Well, John, John A is not in the treehouse, but I thought someone else was there. But anyways, they're talking to John A and they're talking about how uh, the vibe is so much better now that Beth is gone, which, you know, it probably is. I, I'm sure Beth keeps those girls on their toes at all times. Oh, my God. Well, and just the drama, you know, yeah, like, nonstop. Yeah, Sylvia keeps joking with John A that she's uh, that she has the sabotage. Sabotage, good lord. <laughs> um, then uh, says she's going to give it to Kellyanne, right? And starts talking about Kellyanne right as Kellyanne walks in. Um, so just yeah. to make it more awkward, she keeps doing it. I and, just don't. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't understand like what her issue is. She's afraid of Kellyanne. She doesn't want to run a final. She'll know she'll get rightfully so. Yeah, she, I mean, if she was really smart, if Sylvia was really smart, she would have kept Tina. She'll make sure Veronica stays and she would have kept like Cynthia and ran the final against them. I mean, yeah, she'd probably still lose to one of them, but But, she'd have a better chance. But Tina left because she broke her finger. She should have kept Beth in. You know, Beth would have quit after the first first fucking five minutes. Beth wasn't going to make it to the final. No, I know. I'm just talking shit. Yeah, no. Look, it, it's a no win for Sylvia in this situation because even if she gets to the final amongst the competition she has there, she is literally getting last place. Yeah. But this is the difference between Sylvia and Kayla, and it does come up later. But Sylvia just keeps needling the point. Like, there was no, it wasn't necessary to say that. And it could be editing like Kellyanne could have not even been there, but um, it wasn't necessary to say, well, you're not getting the sabotage because I'm giving it to Kellyanne as Kellyanne walks in. And then just to be like, well, Kellyanne's not talking to me for some reason. Like, of course, she's not talking to you. You're being a dickhead. But like, it doesn't make any sense to take it from being I'm going after you because you are a worthy competitor, which is the route that basically Kayla has been going the entire season of like Kellyanne and Kendall are my biggest competition in this house. They're the ones that I'm going after, but Sylvia is making it personal. Yeah. And that's a surefire way to have people rally against you because then it's no longer game. Right. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, maybe, Maybe Sylvia knows she's not going to make it to the final or or whatever. She doesn't see herself getting there. And her job is to get the focus on her and not her friend. I, I mean, I'm just throwing yeah. options out there. It, who fucking knows? It's probably not that at I think all. It's, I think it's ego. Like she literally says in this moment, she's like, um, says something about how she doesn't want to act like she's on a power trip or whatever. And I'm like, OK, then. So why are you like, well, I, I don't understand. Yeah, and I do find it ironic that she like uh, she accuses someone else later this episode of being on a power trip. And it's like, that's all you've been on all season, anytime you're in power. Yeah, like, what are we really talking about here? Plus, also, the other person wasn't really on a power trip. They were explaining the situation and voicing their options. Yeah. And that exactly. was it. Yeah, versus this. Agreed. agreed. Hi, Jenga. Thank you, Jenga. Um, we appreciate your perspective on this as well. It oh, was an yeah. interesting part of the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then uh, I guess, you know, my thing with Sylvia is like, 
I like to root for her because she's the underdog, but it makes it really hard to root for her when she's taking personal shots when it's not needed just because you're on a power trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like that shit. You know, uh, so anyways, before we beat a dead horse on this, uh, the next scene is uh, Kellyanne and she's FaceTime uh, her dog and, and her her fiance or boyfriend. I forget what they said. I think she boyfriend, I think. referred to him as boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. So her significant other. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're having a conversation and she's explained how she hasn't been feeling well and had issues with her stomach and, and reveals that she's been dealing with heavy metal poisoning for the last few years. Um, and mold poisoning. Oh, shit. I didn't know it was mold, too. Wow. Yeah, heavy yeah. metal poisoning and mold poisoning. God, that's rough. That's super fucking rough. Yeah. Um, it, And it makes it even that more impressive that she competes at a high as high a level as she does. You know, it's like the same with Kendall still dealing with, you know, what she's got going on, but still able to compete at a really super high level. It's, you know, hats <clears throat> off to both those women. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, during this, we get a really sweet moment of Kellyanne talking with her boyfriend, talking about the dog. She talks to her dog. She does talk to her dog, but yeah, you know, she probably missed her dog. I'm sure she does. I mean, I'm sure her dog would be pissed if she knew she was cheating on that dog with another one at the bar. (laughs) Though, Let's be honest about that. (laughs) Probably not. It's probably a really loving, sweet dog. So, I did find it cool that she did talk about like what she wants to do if she gets an opportunity to win the money, which is open up her own, uh, you know, dog sanctuary, Yeah, which is, you know, awesome to see uh, that Kellyanne is, you know, pursuing something that she's extremely passionate about and is a good deed at the same time. So it gives her a little bit more depth of a person than just I'm here on the challenge to win money. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I I love it. And like, I wasn't really surprised by it. But like you said, I do like when they talk about, you know, like what their plans are to do with the money, you know, whether they want to open a business or they want to start a family or like whatever. I like when they, you know, talk about those things. So, yeah, it, you know, it gives us, you know, another layer to the onion. Yeah. It's something beyond the edit. Like you can't you can't edit what somebody says they're going to do with the money too much. So, right. It gives you something real in addition to however that person might be edited that season. Speaking of edits, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like literally like 50% of MJ's edits have been him either putting a brace on his knee, like keeping his knee lifted, wrapping it or icing it, which he does in the very next scene. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's his edit. Or getting his hair braided. Yeah, that's like legitimately like what I've seen MJ do the most this season. Yeah. Um, And I bring that up because, like I said, he's icing his knee here again. Um, And I think it just kind of it kind of proves. Why is he doing it out in the open, though? Like he's just like, I don't know, to me, like that's just like openly displaying your knees hurting that day, you know, and like to do that the day like of a challenge. I don't know. It's just and of course it could be again, it could be edited and, you know, maybe he didn't do it right before the challenge, but it was just weird. I was like, why? I would be like in the closet and shit, like icing my knee if I needed to. I don't want nobody to know that. I mean, like he's already got a brace that he wears every challenge. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily news. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Well, and I'm glad you bring that up because in the very next scene after that, 
uh, Brad, Mark, <laughs> and Derek are oh all God. sitting there talking about how MJ is, you know, could be faking his knee injury and how Brad wouldn't be surprised if, like, he got up to an elimination, like, ripped a brace off and was like, all right, let's go. I'm ready, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> He's, like, totally convinced that MJ is, like, lying about everything. He doesn't even believe he ate, uh, MJ's hair is his real hair. And it's like, come on, bro. <laughs> That's a long lie. A long lie. See what I did there? Brad has been giving MJ the most backhanded compliments out of anyone to anyone this entire season. Yeah. Like he obviously appreciates MJ's ability and he obviously knows that MJ's a good competitor because he's been gunning for him all season. Right. But like he'll, he compliments him in such a weird way and it, it's very much like a Brad way if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, it catches me every single time. But also like, I feel that Brad still feels a certain type of way about getting DQ'd for ripping the boxes off the back of the truck. Yeah. Um, and then, MJ and, <laughs> which ultimately put him into elimination and ultimately sent them out of the game. Um, and MJ won that season. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at somebody who has a knee injury that the the final was predominantly like endurance and Brad has endurance for days that if he hadn't been DQ'd that he could have potentially smoked most of the competition. Oh, him and Jody would have murdered it. So oh, I can, yeah. I can see him feeling a certain type of way about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it also could be, Absolutely nothing other than the fact that, as he said, every single authority that he's been in, when he names off, like because he's played so many seasons, when he names off the people that he wants to protect, it's like three quarters of the house. So really, you only have a couple of names left. <laughs> I know. right? And yeah. and when when you say a name once, it makes sense to keep saying that name because then you're not pissing multiple people off as much as I hate when people do that, like. I think it was Devin that said it. And it's something that always sticks out to me when I'm watching the show. And then when we're recapping it is I forget whether he said it on the interview that he did with you guys or whether he said it like on Twitter or something. But basically it was like people want certain challengers to win and they want certain challengers to play the game. But then when they play the game, the first response is, well, no, not like that. Yeah, because if they do something that's going to be the absolute best for their game, but it makes for boring television, that's still the best for their game. And I think it was in reference to the vets all sticking together and taking out the rookies. Mm -hmm. Yes, it made for like boring, predictable television. Right. But if you want your favorites to do well, sometimes the move that they have to make is incredibly predictable and incredibly yep. boring. And in the case of Brad, like, if you want Brad to do well, what he has to do is he has to keep gunning for MJ until he takes him out because it got to a point where it's one or the other. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. It, and you're right. It's it's at the end of the day, they have to do what's best for their game. And sometimes I forget about that, too, as a viewer, because I get so caught up in like, fuck, yeah. this is boring. You know what I mean? Like yeah. last week. <laughs> um, but 
at the same time, you know, like you said, MJ's already been chosen by Brad multiple times. Why would he not still go after him when he doesn't need to go after anyone else? Everybody else is on yeah. his side. So I think from here we go to the daily, right? Yeah, it goes right so. into the daily. Yeah. So uh, th- this week's daily is called Stacked. Fucking Ooh, it sounds like bro. it's going to be awesome. Can I just, can I say something? Like, I've kind of noticed this over the last few seasons. And, like, once you get past, like, the awe of seeing TJ and double agents, like, in a pea coat with, like, a button-up shirt mm-hmm. um, and really enjoying that, like, over these last few seasons, I've noticed, you know, a little bit more of a different change. And, and, and that's understandable because, you know, he's getting older. We're all getting older. And, you know, styles change as you get older. You get a little bit more conservative. Yeah. But can we get one old school TJ outfit where he comes out in some fucking like jean shorts and an affliction shirt? Like, right. I just want to see that one time. Hat backwards. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just, I don't, why, why are we not doing this on All Stars? I don't get it. And have him come out to like Return of the Mac or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> just putting that out there. Snow the Informer. Just I don't care. one time. Murderer. Uh, just one time. <laughs> Sorry. You can't not quote some part of Informer. Anyways, my God, God, this. Uh, so I'm going to try to explain this daily as easy as possible. Oh, my God. Because it's like, I really am curious how long it took TJ to fucking do this shit. Like, do it well enough for television. <laughs> Not just like remember how to do it, but like do it well enough to explain it for TV. <laughs> so like that's just a little thought I'm having but oh my god so basically they've decided to separate the sexes not keep them together <laughs> and it's going to be boys against boys and girls against girls and it's seven and seven seven boys left seven women left so the guys are up first and what they're going to need to do is they're going to run down a beach come to this little stand that has a table that looks like it's got like black spray paint and they've been given an ice scraper basically to scrape that paint off to get a four digit code on that four-digit code corresponds to a lock that is holding a paddle that is locked up further down the beach. Mm-hmm. They have to go down there to get said paddle and then get on a paddle board. Mm-hmm. Now, there's seven people, but there's only five boards. So after the first five grab the boards, the last two are eliminated. Then they're going to paddle board out into the water, obviously, not into the land. Um, and they... <laughs> I'm so just glad in that case you, you might have misinterpreted that. Yeah, just in case. In case you I, don't know what a paddleboard look, is. Look, I'm trying to do this TJ style. <laughs> um, they have to paddle out, uh, and out in the water, there is a buoy with uh, that's holding um, some puzzle pieces on it. Mm-hmm. And you go out there, collect your puzzle pieces, and then make it to the beach. Now, the thing is, there's only five puzzle, or wait, no, no, five paddleboards. There's only three puzzle pieces basically there's three no, there's puzzle five, no, 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 but there's, there's five only three puzzle. there's three puzzle boards yeah. that's right so you paddle towards back towards the beach with your puzzle pieces and then there's only three tables for people to set up their puzzles mm-hmm. so another two people automatically get eliminated and then you have to stack up a bunch of wooden pegs and put a star on top of each color of peg so you'll end up having three levels of winning pegs with stars. <laughs> Winner is automatically in the authority, gets to choose who's going in. Um, and like I said, they start off with the guys. Does anybody else want to take over? Because I am out of breath. <laughs> sure. So TJ basically turns to is it Sylvia and Brad. Yeah. Let's them know the sabotage is going to be an extra lock. Yep. Can I just say that last week when TJ said that the authority was dropping from six to two 
and that they were going to have two sabotages that I thought that he meant that each person was going to have two sabotages, not that nothing oh. was changing and that there was still just two total. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing oh. changed with that. Also, real quick, did you guys catch when TJ was explaining how the daily worked and he was going, there'll be seven paddles, but only five boards. So in Veronica's to get eliminated. Good math, Veronica. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was fucking gold. I loved it. He's all good math, <laughs> yeah. which great. is which like, is a rarity on the challenge. Oh, shut the fuck up, Veronica. <laughs> she was quick on that one. too. God, man. Yeah. Seven. But yeah. <laughs> blank <laughs> equals five. Two. It's two. <laughs> <laughs> fuck i hope their next challenge is swimming and doing math problems <laughs> sorry tony go ahead oh no worries um so yeah so sylvia gives john a the sabotage because she assumes that kellyanne is going to panic when she gets to the puzzle anyway oh and basically God. sabotage herself and then um mark asks if anybody wants it and MJ just says he'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the fuck? So two things here. One, Sylvia doing the exact opposite of what we've been talking about. Brad doing with MJ, which is you've already, you know, got some blood on your hands. throwing the sabotage yeah. on him once. So why go on anyone else? Why would you piss Sylvia, a whole new person off? Yeah. Sylvia has been doing it to Kellyanne the whole fucking season goes, you know what? I'm going to switch up this pace and go John a well. And like yeah. John a, how many times has John a been in power and never gone after Sylvia or Kayla? Like um, what are you yeah. doing? Technically, it's because John A has placed second um, in in those dailies, so she hasn't had the sabotage or that final decision. I understand decision. that, but I understand, but, but like she's never even brought their name up at, at deliberation when she was on authority, like nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like you're her. It just it's it was weird. It was so weird. It was a sloppy, sloppy game. Very, yeah, I get why weird. because John A's good at puzzles, and yeah, normally Kellyanne in the past has gotten like super frazzled by them and then spun herself out. So why I guess Sylvia is looking at it as why waste a sabotage on one person when I can put it somewhere else and technically sabotage two people, which plot twist didn't work, but <laughs> I understand the the logic behind it. Yeah. Sloppy. That's all you can really say. Just sloppy. It was the Mark thing for me, though. And I'm not even talking about when he like asked, like if anybody wants it. But like when Sylvia was standing there, like trying to decide, you know, and she's and like, he just said, do it. He, he's yeah. And she's like, I mean, you know, I feel better, like something like that or whatever. And he was like, just do it. And I was like, damn, Mark, like shit. God he's like, kill us. Fatality. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then when he asked everybody. And then MJ's dumbass. You heard Jordan, too. He just like started <laughs> snickering in the back. He's like, OK. Like he was thinking that I was thinking the same shit. I was like, OK, nobody's going to be that dumb. Who? Who is MJ? Look, I love Pick MJ, me. but you know, it's at Vanderbilt. <laughs> I love him, but geez, man, what are you doing? Hmm. Well, he said he's got three. You might as well take four. I, I feel mean, like that I'm, was a cop out. Look, they're 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 sabotages, <laughs> not kids or puppies, okay? There's no reason to level <laughs> up again on this one. I think from what he like from what he said too, it seemed like basically he knew that he wasn't really making it out of the first heat because he didn't want to like absolutely blow out his knee running the beach 
So if he's already got a sabotage, then there's a really easy reason for him to not move on to the next heat. I guess my argument against that is like, so you would rather take an, you'd rather take the chance of going into elimination with your knee than running on your knee. You know what I mean? Like, because if albeit we know what the elimination was and it, you know, it, it, that didn't play a factor, but like if an elimination that night was hall brawl or, you know, a fucking pole wrestle. Yeah. Like he's at a super, super big disadvantage at that point with that weak knee. Right. I, I just like I get it, but I think it's really shitty reasoning and analytical thinking about your place in this game. And on top of that, you know, those two locks didn't seem like they would have been that big of an issue. Um, you just have to scrape the board a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other the other thing, too, is like if Mark's got the sabotage, he's not giving it to Derek. He's not giving it to Brad. And by extension, he's not giving it to Nehemiah or Wes. So really, MJ's getting it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So he might as well just take it. Yeah. Uh, MJ or Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I Part of me feels like by this episode, as much as like he was trying to fight it, I just I feel like MJ might have his head might have not been fully in the game at this point. Like. His knees hurting is not doing well. You know, there's all this drama going on in the house about him and, you know, John A or whatever. And he's got Brad constantly coming at him. Like, I don't know. Part of me just feels like he was just kind of like he just said, fuck it in the moment. And whatever happens, happens. And I just I don't feel like he was as in this season as he was in All Stars 2. Agreed. I I think if you pay close enough attention to the scenes leading up to this and one of the side confessionals, not like when they're in the like with the green screen, but like kind of when they're on the beach and they're just getting their yeah. their feelings on it. Um, I, I don't remember exactly what part, but you see MJ come up and he is like not like stark white, like I'm haven't gotten a tan, but like he's in a tremendous amount of pain. Like it's yeah. not like a normal skin color kind of thing. Like. So yeah. in those scenes, you're in enough pain that your blood pressure is dropped and that you're starting to turn whitish gray. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, go back through and see. You, you'll, uh, you won't you will miss it. With that being said, uh, so they split up the, the sexes, like I said, and we get the guys <laughs> first, and uh, the horn blows. And it's an old-fashioned foot race, and the fastest guy out there from what I saw, it looked like Jordan just smoked everybody getting off the line. Yeah, he was gone. Looked like somebody was trying to hold his hand and hold him back a little bit, too. But <laughs> um, I, I don't remember who that was, to be honest. Probably Derek, because I think Derek was right behind Jordan. Yeah, it, it, I mean, they were all pretty close. Like, I was impressed with how fast Mark was moving. Like, because yeah. Mark's one of those, that I think, okay, you know, he's probably quick. But his main thing is like long distance. But you watched him move and he was pushing it like he was really moving. Yeah, um, I think Jordan ends up getting to the board first and then it's like Brad, Derek, I think Wes, Nehemiah, Mark, and then MJ strolls on in. Yeah, something, um, like that. something to that. Um, anyways, first one off of the scratch board is Brad. Is Derek. Uh, 
Derek. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Derek. But Brad was right on his ass. It wasn't like it was a huge difference. If I no, remember it, correctly. Was, it wasn't a huge difference. I think I think Derek was pulling his paddle out when Brad got there to get his unlocked. Like he was they were pretty close. You know what I noticed? It's the people living in the cold, colder regions of America that did really good at this because they're used to scraping ice off their windshield. <laughs> yeah. Like Jordan's from L.A. He don't know shit about that. <laughs> In Oklahoma, no, don't know about that. You know who knows about that? Brad in Illinois and Derek in fucking West Virginia. They know about that shit. You know who would have smoked that part of the challenge? Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could have done it with a credit card. Fucking like 20% less time, too. You see what I did there? Because a credit card. Yeah. It's fucking showbiz, baby. Oh, my God. We're not going to do this again, though. Um, anyway, yeah, so they get um, first one to it is Derek, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, and then it goes Brad, Wes, Nehemiah, Jordan, MJ and Mark are the last two. And unfortunately, don't get a paddleboard to head on to the next part of the daily. Yeah. Brad is a fucking dolphin on a paddleboard. I don't know if that makes sense, but he is just quick as shit. So on he's water. terrible on the on the <laughs> paddleboard. I don't know how to explain this. Like that was a horrible analogy, but he is he is to the paddleboard what a dolphin is to the ocean. Okay, he just glides through it. What she said. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so he glides through the paddleboard is what yes. I'm hearing. <laughs> Okay, he, him and his paddleboard. He, he paddleboards <laughs> real well, is what we're trying to say. He's one with the paddleboard, like I'm one with the marijuana. All right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, motherfucker's been on a paddleboard once or twice. He's he knows what he's doing. He's got his feet set apart, and he's staying stable and going in one direction, which is. Impressive. Much better than all of us. So. Derek calls him Bionic Brad with the bionic beard. <laughs> okay, so hot oh take. You guys ready? I feel like Brad is the Samson of the challenge. I oh feel like God. if you cut his beard, he becomes an instant layup. <laughs> you know, that's his Achilles heel. This is beard. I don't know. Counter argument. He won a motorbike out from under CT without a beard. He also got smoked by Wes in that final, too. Ah, nice. Yeah, but he got a motorbike. He did. I wonder if he still has that BMW bike. Hopefully we can ask him someday. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? Brad, we're looking for. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. That's just my hot take. Maybe it's an all-star scene. I'm just going, that beard is glorious, and it's even better that he has its own hair tie. Yes, I love that's it. the best part is when he occasionally ties it just that little bit. And yeah. it's just the one it's just the one wrap. He doesn't actually like wrap it twice. He just slides the ponytail right up, right up it. Just one little. Maybe it's because it gets like if it gets too windy, it flaps up. I don't know. <laughs> just an idea. Um, I don't know his dynamics of his beard. Me and him aren't close like that. I love it. So um, anyways, uh, Derek, uh, Derek ends up falling to second on the paddleboard yeah. uh, with Jordan catching up and uh, you know they get to the puzzle board pieces and Brad like fucking just hops down real quick hops back up grabs the pieces and is gone yeah Derek's sitting there like a fucking he couldn't get the thing on his board he couldn't he was like struggling getting yeah. the pieces onto his board for some reason all you do is you hear Jordan in the back get the fuck out the way Derek <laughs> <laughs> 
was probably one of the better wines. And then the he show. starts laughing. Like, yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, it's because, you know, these guys are like, I don't think any of these guys have any real rivalries. They're, no. they're just no. having fun out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they know they're making a show. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, guys, I'm going to. This is. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest. This was my favorite part of this whole fucking episode. Quite possibly the best part of the whole episode. Yeah, maybe the best part of the season. I don't know. <laughs> Is the fact that Wes and Nehemiah are doing <laughs> fairly poorly on the paddle board. Wes is, first of all, I just want to say Wes's paddle is backwards. If you go and look. Oh, shit. His, I didn't see that part. His paddle is backwards. But so they're pretty far behind. They know they're not going to win. Like as they're pulling up to the puzzle pieces, like like the other guys are already getting to the beach. So we already know the last two eliminated and so do they. So they take that moment to enjoy what they're doing, <laughs> which is two best friends paddleboarding in the early morning in fucking Panama. Yeah. And they start getting very poetic and descri- describing the moment. Um, <laughs> and their friendship. And their friendship and how long they've been friends and how this is just a really great moment. And I don't know the name of the song, but A1 Selection MTV. In Paramount Plus. It A1. was good. I don't remember yeah. what it was, but I remember it, thinking it was good. I feel like it was choice. some like random shit like Yanni or something. <laughs> if you don't know who Yanni no, is, you're it, too young for this fucking podcast. It was a popular song. Yanni was popular in the 90s. It's like, uh, what's her name? That lady that always uh, gets advertised for Christmas music. You know, like Cheryl White sings Christmas songs and some lady you've never heard of. I'll find the time life shit. If it's Canada, it'd just be Anne Murray. That's fair. Oh, it's it says it right. Did you continue to read the notes? No, I fucking I. It's that song that goes like, "Who's where the road goes?" You know what I'm talking about? Here, we're gonna figure out who it is right now. Mm-hmm. I wrote. Down Karina the tried to like let me get into it. Like, who says where the road? Goes? No, that's not it. That's that doesn't seem right at all. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, let's see what the Google bot says. If it's the one that... Enya. Enya, yeah. Yanni, not too far off. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know if it honest. actually is that song, though, because I thought it was that song, and then the lyrics didn't line up. Maybe it's some. Maybe it's like a different rendition of this song or whatever, but... I'm about to fucking find out right now. Sorry, guys. I, I have when to it, know. When it started, like, it, both times when it started... I was I thought I knew exactly what song it was and then it wasn't. Is it oh or it's just a different part of the song? Maybe. It's this one. God, I feel like this is also from Step Brothers, but it's not. I want you guys just to imagine Wes and Nehemiah holding hands while paddleboarding on the Panamanian coast. Just enjoying the I still their don't friendship. think that that's the song, though, because I thought it was both times, because that's the song that it should be, but then it was different lyrics when the song actually started. Okay, well, you I know what? I have Paramount Plus on my phone, I so do. I can't look. God damn it. God damn we're gonna we're gonna watch this part right now. Sorry, guys. Everybody yeah, we, has to we wait. have to know. We have like, to know what this is. I'm gonna get Siri ready. This is our first proper debate. Yeah. We're not high mind right now. Hold on. I'm on Paramount Plus. We're trying to watch an episode of All Stars 3 while watching them force me to watch a preview of All Stars 3. That is the most annoying shit. Ooh. Like, I didn't. Thank you for reminding me about the show I already am trying to watch. Yeah, I literally. Don't worry. 
I am the target market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that part's really cool. On Panamanian Ocean. See? That's crazy because I don't think that it. Mine. I could have sworn that mine wasn't that. That's well, weird. Because that's you guys that, didn't have maybe to release in Canada. Different. Yeah. Because of music rights or something, maybe. Maybe. I wonder if yours is different. Okay, I gotta turn this off before we get before we get copyright infringement. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so just shout out to Enya. Great, great song choice by MTV. Um, yeah, we love it. But it was just a beautiful moment between two friends, and I really appreciate. It. And I'm gonna try to stop watching it now because <laughs> I've got some tears coming down my face. It was a cute moment. It was a cute moment, but I I thought it was funny how like. Like when Wes was giving his confessional, you he, he was very Wes about it, you know, kind of like sarcastic, like he, like it was an you could tell it was a good moment for him, but he was being like kind of like sarcastic and kind of silly about it, whatever. And then like it cuts to Nehemiah's confessional and he's like straight face, like so serious, like <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, lighten up. It's OK. Like <laughs> What I like to call that is the Leia view of love and the Han Solo view of love. <laughs> Nehemiah is like, I love you. Wes is like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is right there, guys. It was like, I was like, oh, my God. So anyways, back to the daily, um, which is basically <laughs> what they did to us in this moment. It took us from a really well-made male bonding moment to back to competition. Right. Um, Let's watch these three try to beat each other. Um, by putting together a puzzle with popsicle sticks. <laughs> That's what the daily show called being called. Pops is, popsicle stick puzzle. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Um, it should have been called uh, popsicle puzzles or something to that effect. I don't know. It looked like a puzzle that my fucking toddler would put together. I didn't. Okay, can I just say, like, I did not understand this puzzle at first. I was like, what's so fucking hard about this? I don't understand. You're just stacking shit. It took me until the girls around that find out that there were different size things you know that you had to stack the little blocks you had to stack that there were different That's sizes a sur- it's a survivor like, puzzle yeah and you had to like put them together and use the right ones or whatever in order to get them to light i was like oh that makes sense okay because i was like what are they just who's who can stack it fastest they like i don't literally understand. have that puzzle down at the discovery museum and luke put it together I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, the only difference was is that one had magnets. Yeah. Only difference. It did have magnets. It is a pretty cool puzzle. It might have been two tiers and not three. Yeah. Not 100% sure. But either way, um, watching three grown men really hustle to put together <laughs> this puzzle um, was impressive. I, I did really like the fact that, uh, well, here, before I get to that, like I said, Brad gets there first, Derek second, then Jordan hot on the hills. Yeah. Um, and Jordan goes, I feel uh, good about this puzzle. And plus, Derek is here. You can always count on Derek to fuck up a puzzle, <laughs> which I don't think true words have been spoken this season in All Stars. Well, then it cuts no. over to Derek and he's like, I fucking hate puzzles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, and I want to make this, I, I, I was going to try to make this sound dramatic, but it really wasn't. Like, Derek was, Derek and, 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 and I'm sorry, Derek and Jordan were relatively close to each other, but Brad was just way out in front on this puzzle. Like he, yeah, I think he kind of knew what the puzzle was and done it before or something similar to it and was able to. 
to Well, that's what, like, good. I think it was, like, John A or somebody, I can't remember who it was, but somebody, maybe it could have been Veronica giving an unneeded, uh, No, you know, it was Wes. No, it was him. a female who came on and did a confessional and said something about how Brad, it was, it was as if, like, when watching him do it in person, it was as if he already knew what the puzzle was and what all the pieces were before he even, like, saw it. I just can't remember who said it, but... Um, Either way, Brad he wins. Fucking murdered that puzzle. Yeah. Can we he killed it? Can we talk about something else real quick? And oh god, I I say this from a place of love because I really do love Brad, and he is one of my favorite characters. Um, not only remaining on the show, but since the show started and last season as well. Mm-hmm. And he's a good guy. But you know, age is caught up with it, with you a little bit when you go to do the spinning roundhouse and your leg barely clears the fucking table and you have no hip or back motion at all. <laughs> you hit the top tier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to play that back in slow motion. He does not look like Bruce Lee or Turbo when they try to do a roundhouse. Mind you, that's the exact same move that Michelle uh, Fitzgerald did in both of her seasons of Survivor on that exact same puzzle. It wasn't oh, a star. Wow. It was a circle, but it was still three tiers. Yeah. She roundhoused it. Yep. Mm. Somebody's been watching too much Step Brothers or roundhouses <laughs> you right to the face. <laughs> Just saying, like, oh my on. god, it was it was interesting. Not everybody is as as is as into Will Ferrell as you. Just saying. That's a bold face lie. There are a lot of you guys out there. I, I didn't there say are. there weren't any. I said not everyone. Well, silent majority. No, no, that's not accurate at all. I don't know what I'm talking about, but no, you don't. Um, you know what's better about doing this podcast now than when we were in our 20s hmm. is that we're almost in our 40s doing it. Little stepbrothers quote, and there also weren't podcasts when we were in our 20s. <laughs> that's true. You had to be a radio DJ and and oh my god, go by some stupid fucking name like Jazzy Jeff or some shit. <laughs> it was a DJ. Work with the Fresh Prince, perhaps. Jazzy Jeff. Nightmare on my street. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, like we were saying, Brad uh, gets a W on this. Um, So we get to the girls, um, and, you know, TJ blows a horn. Naya is off to the races to get to the boards. She takes off. She gets there first, I believe. It was close. It was like her, and then I know Kayla was pretty close. I wasn't paying the exact attention because I realized that getting to the board didn't really mean anything. Right. Um, It was really about who found the number first. So, which surprised me because I, if I remember correctly, Veronica was the first one to get the number. And she went over there, and she kept entering it, but she never got the board. But she got it after Naya... And she got there after Naya, but right. then everybody else eclipsed her while she yeah. was still there trying to do it. So right. Naya did get through fastest to the board. And I remember, th- yeah. yeah, that's right. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she's going to smoke everyone. Yeah. And then Veronica was right there, but Veronica was never able to get the paddle out. Yeah. She couldn't unlock her lock. And then she said later, she was like, she said later, she figured out that she was looking at it backwards. She had, yeah, she had like the, she had the, the lock upside down or whatever. So yeah, she was putting, she was putting in, it in upside down yeah, or yeah. backwards or whatever. So um, wrong, wrong, incorrect, correctly. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> um, so Naya is the first one on the paddleboard, followed by Kayla, John, a third, Ronnie, fourth, Kelly and fifth. Uh, Verana, like we said, Veronica couldn't get her lock to work. And uh, 
the who was the other one that was there that oh sylvia sylvia yeah, yeah. sylvia and that so and sylvia veronica. and veronica were out so treehouse is already looking a little slender a little, little slim yeah. or or as i wrote sylvia and the second one to get the code was dq'd well I like and it. i i just found it funny because like john a had those two codes you know and she still like made it through so like mm-hmm. how long did veronica stand there with th- like not before she realized that something was messed up like it took enough people everybody to go through and john a to do two codes b- before she figured out that she something she was doing something wrong or something was wrong like what the fuck? <laughs> like if you've already done it 1600 times like obviously something is wrong like i, I don't know i don't fucking get that part at all veronica and veronica can do quick math but can't do a fucking lock combination can't figure out she's putting in the lock upside down or the combo upside down it's like so fucking weird so uh, the girls are all off, and at this point, we get the view that Naya has progressed about three feet off the beach at this point. Um, in all her time on this paddleboard, she's she's not making much progress. In fact, I'm I honestly believe if production would have been there, she would be halfway to Hawaii right now. Yeah, she'd still just <laughs> be gone. Just fucking going in circles halfway in the ocean. Um. Kayla wasn't doing too hot either. Um, oh my god! Johnny almost fell off a couple times. Naya yeah. did fall off a couple times. Kellyanne was literally the only one who like she, knew what she. She was, was doing out up there, there doing fucking warrior pose as she's paddling. Like it well, was a fucking another said. Sunday. That's what she said. She does. She does like uh, she says she paddle boards, but then she says she also does like she called it like paddleboard yoga. Y- paddleboard yoga. Yeah, that's a like real that. original name. And so I'm like, that's a thing though. Like that's you mean crazy. in the daily called stacked where you stack shit i thought it was about people with muscles it is this is the challenge yeah come on (laughs) because they're not stacked oh my god audio won't get that but whatever i don't care tony did anyway i got my targeted audience so anyway mind (laughs) anyways i'm sorry go ahead please kellyanne like absolutely murders this and she like kicks everybody's ass to the beach but what I found interesting, she's like a swan on the water. Yeah. Is that like a dolphin on a paddleboard? <laughs> yes. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> but if you really pay attention to like her compared to like Naya and Kayla. Oh, my God. Like Kellyanne was very calm on the top, but it kept that kept that paddle moving just like a duck with its feet. Yeah. Um, John A or in, in, I'm sorry, Naya and uh, fucking Kayla look like a duck getting fucking tagged. <laughs> It was not pretty out there. Like, I oh think Naya God. fell off like six times. I was actually worried she's going to get injured because she was in the shallow still. <laughs> Love you, Naya. I would like to point out that Kellyanne, like, didn't even stop at the raft to get her pieces. No. She was like bent down and picked it up as she went by. Yeah. Yeah. Like swooping up a baby while riding a horse. She was on that paddleboard like, what? like Where someone riding are you a horse. These comparisons tonight. I don't <laughs> understand what is happening here. I'm just fucking free selling. Whatever happens, happens. It's a recap. <laughs> you don't believe me, go watch it. You'll see exactly what I mean. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, she was like a, a dog running, just grabbing a ball right off the ground. No stopping. No stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop all the stuff. Uh-uh, bad boy. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so 
obviously Kellyanne smokes everyone. She gets to the fucking puzzle board, I think, before the other girls even get their puzzle pieces, and to be honest. <laughs> I mean, like, she's got a fucking lead. Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, ends up being uh, John A. and Ronnie, who get their uh, puzzle pieces and get back to the board, automatically eliminating Kayla and Naya. Yeah. Who are still <laughs> on the paddle board somewhere. Yeah. I appreciate that. At one point, they cut back to Kayla and Naya, and Kayla was like, so, should we head in? Do you want to go to shore? <laughs> I think Naya spent the whole time trying to get back to shore. Probably. At one point, Naya was just, like, laying on the board. Yeah. yeah. With her feet that's, up. Because, I mean, at that point, what, like, there's no, there's no pressure. Yeah. What the, else uh, are you going to do? Toss me a rope, motherfuckers. The need for speed is gone. Come save me. <laughs> so um, uh, while Kellyanne's uh, getting there and getting set up, Wes is giving her tips. Dude, he gives her tips right out of the water. Like yeah. as soon as she hits the beach, like her feet hit that beach and he's like shouting out, telling her like exactly what she needs to do. And I think it was a really a cool moment to especially if you've watched their past um and seeing the different things that happens to see and and Wes acknowledging the fact that, you know, that they've come a long way from when they were in a relationship together. And yeah. they, it, it was some that ended amicably from what they said and which I have no reason not to believe um, and that they're able to have like a friendship in the game and be able to help each other out and be proud of one another. Yeah. This far into it is, I think, really fucking cool and speaks a lot to the type of people they are. I agree. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, there's a there's a call in. Uh, we've got a caller. Yeah, it's Beth. She says that's cheating. <laughs> so they should stop that. Oh, well, God. Everything's cheating compared to Beth. You yeah. Know what I mean, like John A was cheating on that fucking final or that fucking elimination, too, apparently. Well, that's yeah. that's what I mean. Kellyanne was clearly cheating. She was getting help from Wes. Yeah. She exactly. should have just sat down on the sand. Well, glad you said that, because uh even with all that help, Kellyanne oh is God. still going so fucking slow that Ronnie and not uh, John A make it to the beach. But kudos to Kellyanne, because even though she's going slow and she's having a little bit of difficulty, Dude. she stays calm. She stayed so calm. She was, she was, she was, I don't even know. That was like weird to see her go from that, from like where she was in like episode. I don't know. I think it was like the second episode or maybe the third. I don't know. But with the star puzzle where she was like freaking out. I don't even know what a star looks like anymore. And then like this time she's like, Oh, I just want to be calm. And <laughs> she was as Zen as like a goat on a mountaintop. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what happened to this girl? Fucking Tony. God damn it. <laughs> she was as fucking calm as a pig in mud. She was calm like a zebra in the Serengeti. Moving on. Calm like, like a, a penguin reading the newspaper. <laughs> like a cockroach watching TV. What? I don't know. I'm just fucking using animals and random things and seeing what happens. This is this is where we're at tonight. Jesus. Um, anyways, guys, so uh Kellyanne was staying amazingly calm during this and was able to keep a cool head. Um for a second. Till the end. I, yeah, no, you're right. Um, no, she still stayed calm. No, I mean, look, what ends up happening is she gets it. To the point where she's going to put the final star up on top of the the, uh, the poles or whatever the fuck you want to call them, the little, little columns that they have to build it up on. And as she's putting it up, the whole thing just collapses on She her. didn't even get anywhere near it. The wind took it completely. She wasn't yeah. anywhere close to putting it on the thing. Like, she was 
probably about a good six or seven inches away from placing it on top of that when it toppled. And the wind blew it over. And not just like blew over some of it, but blew over the whole thing. The whole thing. So she had to start from scratch. And so at this point, you know, Ronnie and John A are already there and they're already working on like their first and second tier of this thing. So it's a like, in my opinion, I was like, oh, Kellyanne's done. Let's, yeah. let's see Ronnie win this, you know, and see what happens. Um, but somehow um, Ronnie cannot figure out how to do the top layer of columns. So they're an equal height. Yeah. And she's literally like frantically running around trying to get it done. And this whole time, uh, Kellyanne is staying really calm, rebuilding hers. Um, John A just seems like she can't figure it out. Like she's stuck on like the first or second tier. And it gets to the point where all of a sudden Ronnie, uh, we realize that Ronnie's got one of her columns, like her little like wooden dowels (laughs) sitting on the bottom, like in between the star and she can't see it. And so that's why she can't get a level area to place a star on because she's missing a dowel. Mm -hmm. Um, Somehow never sees it and gives Kellyanne the opportunity to build hers all the way back up and very gently and calmly calm like a cricket at night puts the star on top of the third and final layer and wins yeah i was like are you fucking kidding me like that there's no way that that just happened like she literally fucking did the whole puzzle it blew down and then she rebuilt it and no neither of the other two girls could figure out how to do the puzzle in that amount of time and i'm gonna be honest what i'm gonna what yeah look i'm gonna be honest I'm super happy for Kellyanne. Oh, because I'm, this, I'm stoked for her. This was her mountain and she fucking climbed it. This was her biggest struggle. She hates puzzles. They're an equalizer, blah, 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 blah. But she fucking killed it twice. And not only that, but she did it against somebody who is considered one of the better, you know, puzzle people in the challenge world being in John A. So I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm super happy for her, but it just blows me away to the point where it's like, she didn't just like beat John A and Ronnie, but she absolutely destroyed them twice at the yep. same in the same puzzle. And I don't understand how that happened. It's like it was one of those things where I was just like, I didn't even know what to say. Like, wow. So I'm having a little bit of conflict with this because I understand, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, bring bring back the old ways of the challenge. You know, the way challenge used to be. You guys are doing too much with explosions and spies and all of that. Yeah. And then I start thinking about, like, would I rather see them riding on top of a car that's sideways, like on two tires, <laughs> like trying to figure out numbers on a board as they're going like 40 miles an hour past them and trying to radio that to a teammate? Mm-hmm. Or do I want them to use Lincoln logs and popsicle, popsicle stick star shapes <laughs> and stack them? Like, which one is more impressive to me on television? Yeah. The car? I don't know. The popsicle sticks the was popsicle pretty sticks. impressive. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's just like, it's a weird thing, right? Like, cause they both have their pluses. They both have their minuses. And I know this is a really like overarching conversation that has nothing to do with the direct challenge that we're recapping. It's just something I'm thinking about. Hmm. Anyways, Brad, Kellyanne, uh, both win. Kellyanne though, being is being a puzzle and remaining calm and being able to go through the adversity she did and still win um celebrates and rightfully so because yeah. as she a, should yeah it was a hell of a win for her it and, was and you know I, I was the first one to get super excited and you know 
be happy as far as like I almost clapped in my own living room. So I that. threw my arms up in the air and yelled yes really loud and Sarah stared at me. <laughs> she was yes. equally happy for Kelly and but she did not feel the need to yell. Right. That's the guy thing. While I the child was asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck them kids. That's fair. Fuck them kids. Because <laughs> we did it too. Um, did, yeah. No, I was super happy for her, but this part is the part that really irked me the most. So, and I wasn't the only one to get pissed off. I know a lot of the people in the fandom, including the people sitting here with me were, yeah. Um, including some of the cast members, one of the cast members that heard her say, if I act like that, when I win, just shoot me in the face. Okay. Yeah. Like what the <clears throat> fuck? Like, why the fuck would you say something like that? Like hold it under your breath and say it when you're not on camera, when you're in the bus or something like that. It's like Kara making that comment about when Jordan and Tori fucking got, you know, engaged. got engaged. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things like just hold it's the just, comment to yourself. It's just unnecessary. Like you don't uh, look and I'm sorry, but enough people do not know this apparently or were never taught this. But here's a secret, guys. You don't have to say everything that comes into your mind. OK, there are some things that are just better left unsaid and that mm-hmm. you just you just keep to yourself. OK. Like, I, I just, I don't understand why people feel like every thought that comes into their brain needs to be said out loud to somebody else. And, like, why people feel like it's okay to just be assholes for no reason at all. Like, she, it's literally a happy moment, and you are so fucking miserable in your life that that's your reaction to the happy moment. I, it's just, what a weird flex, dude. I just don't get it. Honestly, it was really disappointing and like and I and I say that because like in previous episodes that we've done where we've talked about different challengers, I've been one of the ones that's always defended Sylvia as a good competitor and as a solid competitor. Mm-hmm. And, Likewise. And I like I like I feel to quote Sylvia like it's vinegar coming out of my mouth now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, not a good look, just not a good look. And to prove that it wasn't a good look, Naya overheard it and got pissed off. Yep. And this plays into what happens post show. Um, It goes or post uh, daily where it shows. Well, really quick before we before we move on to the post part, TJ, let everybody know that that these will be the that Brad and Kellyanne winning and winning the sabotage, that this will be the last set of sabotages handed out this season. And so now everybody kind of knows that they're they're getting close to, you know, close to the final. And then he also says that Brad is the man to beat in this game right now, which I thought was pretty interesting because, like, you don't really hear TJ make comments like that normally. No. Is Brad the guy to beat or is his beard the one to beat? Oh, my God. You are obsessed with his beard. Rightfully so. Have you seen that name? Yes, I've seen it. It's glorious. It is. It's beautiful. It really is. I I love it. I really like I really just want him on the podcast so I can hear his beard care routine oh my gosh just being honest it's a it's a well, it's a fantastic beard we we should probably take our ad break right here you know what brad's beard would want us to take our ad break right here so i agree I it would yeah i think it so would. he'd agree guys hold on for a quick second listen to this ad 30 seconds yeah whatever the time is i'm not <laughs> i'm not a clock we'll be right back 
Sorry, my ass was going numb. I had to grab a pillow after that ad because it was such a great listen. I hope you guys enjoy that ad. It took me a long time to record it. (laughs) And when I say a long time, we knocked it out in literally 10 minutes. And I'm sure you could hear every moment of professionalism throughout it. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) It was riveting. (laughs) You used your customer service voice for it. Thanks. Thank you so much for calling. How can I help you? <laughs> so, um, like Karina said, this uh, these are going to be the last sabotages of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see if, like, maybe they're a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little heavy, a little, little heavy, a little, you know, final countdown kind of sabotage. I'm excited. Know. We'll see what happens. Um, but like I was saying, uh, post uh, daily shows, Naya, Johnny, and Kellyanne are all talking about Sylvia's comment. Obviously, Kellyanne's pissed to hear about this because it's just a fucking shitty thing to do and say. Yeah. Yep. Um, because and she says it perfectly, you know, it's because they're trying to take away her shine from winning and it's the only one she's won all season. So, you know, I really do feel bad for her in this moment, but she's in a position of power and she can uh, she can take advantage of that. And she actually says something to that accord where she goes, she's that she's feeling vindictive. Yeah. Fuck yes, Kellyanne. Go do that. Dude, yeah, I was all for that. I was all for that. I, at this point, what do they fucking expect? Like, you can't expect anything else. You know what I mean? And, like, I, it's, like, right here or maybe in the right next, or the, the right next, the very next scene um, where, you know, like, Kayla's talking about how, like, you know, she's like, I know she's going to come after us because we've been taking shots back and forth at each other this whole game. And I'm like... No, you have not been taking shots back and forth at each other because they've never been in a power like a power position. You have been constantly taking shots at Kendall and Kellyanne for no fucking reason at all. And like, it's fine because like, you know, we talked about earlier how Kayla has made it clear that she's doing it for a competitive thing, you know, but I don't know, man, these last two episodes, it starts to feel like Sylvia is not her issue is not competitive. It's personal. And it's just it's just so fucking it's so like the fact that Kellyanne feels is feeling vindictive in this moment and she voices that to Naya and, you know, storms out of the room. It's like you can't really blame her at this point, you know, like she's she's tried to be friends with these people. Obviously, like we don't see it, but she talks about it a little later in the episode, which we'll get into. But like she's made effort and, you know, see, at this point, it's like you can't blame her because you decided to go down this road. Yeah, agreed. And I think this runs, you know, this is the exact opposite of what we were saying earlier, where we were talking about the fact that we can't be mad at someone doing something that's best for their game, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Only, though, if it's actually truly, really best for their game. And Sylvia going, Sylvia and Kayla going after Kellyanne and Kendall was best for their game because, you know, there's steep competition. But Sylvia doing all this is not good for her game. No. It's sloppy gameplay, too. It's personal. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, throwing a sabotage on someone or, you know, sending them into an elimination or, you know, uh, hindering them in the game is one thing. But all this extra mean girl bullshit and... You know, making these sly little stupid comments, um, that to me is personal and that's not game. And I'm I can't stand that shit. Same. I don't really have anything to add. I not here for it. Said it last week that I'm not here for any of that sort of bullshit. And it 
carries over to this week. <laughs> Still <Yeah>. feel the same. <laughs> well, and yep. speaking of personal, we actually get a personal moment uh, with Ugh. Sylvia right here. Yeah. I, look, it doesn't bother me. I enjoy it because once again, we get to see a different side of the person than what we typically see on the show, which is the competitive. I'm trying to win money, whatever I got to do. Um, and the moment is, is Sylvia has a face call, uh, FaceTime call with her stepson uh, because she got a copy of his report card and apparently had some bad grades. Yeah, I look in the aspect of getting, you know, a more personal touch and stuff from the challengers. Yes, these phone calls are great. I just I don't know, just as a mother, I just didn't agree with the way that this phone call went. I thought it was just a really weird approach to like you take off for a couple of months to go film this show. And then as you're fucking thousands of miles away, you call your stepson to yell at him about his grades and then tell him that they need to be fixed by the next time you call in what another five or seven days or whatever it is. And it's like, I don't know. It was just, I I didn't like it from the standpoint of being a mother. It's not a choice that I would have made and it's not how I would have approached the situation. But at the same time, I mean, I get why they aired it. I just don't, I just didn't like this one. I didn't like this call. So I'm going to disagree with you in the fact that we didn't have enough context behind the whole conversation and what the grades were or anything like that. It doesn't directly say it was a report card or it was a test or what the bad grades were in reflection to. Yeah. Also, I'm a firm believer in it's not my child, so it's not my fucking concern how you raise your child. No, um, I no, and I don't give a shit how you raise your child. I'm just saying, sitting here giving the recap and us giving our unwarranted opinions on everything that we really shouldn't have an opinion on. I had an opinion on this as a mother, and I just it's not the way that I would have approached the situation. And it didn't really, you know, seem like her son took her serious either. It's just it's just a it was just weird, you know, to approach it that way while you're off filming a tv show and it's just, it was just weird i don't know it's just me though no i get it it's also weird that the fact is that we are all order, older than sylvia um but yet somehow she has like a 16 year old stepson you know it just kind of it's it's a weird <laughs> dynamic in the age situation compared to the last time we saw sylvia and she was yeah you know oil wrestling with melissa right um so you know but anyways different strokes for different folks uh, up next, let's get a little bit of lightheartedness and some real big confusion on my part, because whose fucking birthday party was that that they threw? Yeah, I don't get it. There was like 18 people that are like, my birthday is coming up soon. Well, yeah, my birthday is coming up soon, too. It's June. Mine's in January, but soon, relatively. It's, that's not soon. Well, it was like there. It was from the looks of things. It was John A and Nehemiah and Wes. Okay. Who all had birthdays like within a, like a very short time frame of one another. Mm -hmm. So they just did one like whoever had crowns. Basically, it was their birthday um, <laughs> within like a chunk of time. So then they just all celebrate. <clears throat> excuse me. All celebrated together. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was, is it was just like a mass like birthday party for like a bunch of different people who were, you know, who all had birthdays while they were on All Stars. So that was cool and everything. We. I don't know. I didn't we didn't really see a whole lot of it. Obviously, we saw a little bit of the of the party and stuff, but a lot of this was focused on uh, Kellyanne and Sil and uh, Sylvia having their little conversation, 
which I thought was really interesting. You know, they sit down to go talk together. And like the first thing that Sylvia does is she's like obviously trying to convince Kellyanne like not to send her in, you know, into elimination. And she she like tries a reminder. She's like, you know, I didn't put the sabotage on you or throw you in the elimination or whatever. And Kellyanne's like, but you did put a sabotage on me. You know, (laughs) Sylvia was like, yeah, but I didn't do the next one. And it was just like, oh, my God, dude, like Kellyanne is pretty much like telling her, like, you know, I want to work with you guys, but like I'm fucking tired of, you know, being nice to you guys. If you guys are not going to be my friend, you guys aren't going to work with me, you know, and that's kind of where, you know, I just kind of concluded that she has made efforts to like try to be friends with these girls, maybe like hang out with them in the house or like whatever. And she's just shunned, you know, and it's I, it's it's not fair. I don't get it. And, you know, I don't blame her for being upset. You know, she pretty much says like she's not falling for Sylvia's shit. And, you know, and she calls her out on making that comment after her daily went earlier, mm-hmm. um, you know, and pretty much lets Sylvia know that she knows she made that comment. Like, I'm not fucking stupid. And this was, you know, uncalled for. So then. <laughs> They start talking about potentially working together and Sylvia presents the option of throwing Naya in and Kellyanne immediately shuts her down. She's like, there's no fucking way like that's not what's going to happen. You're not going to sit here and, you know, try to make a deal with me and then also try to protect, you know, all other four people in your fucking alliance. Like, that's not how this is going to work. You know what I mean? It's either you and I work together and we work together or you can go fuck yourself. And so, you know, she pretty much tells her, you know, let's just take the night off. Let's just try to talk again tomorrow or, you know, like another time or whatever. And Sylvia agrees. And so they just kind of walk away from each other. But it was like I was sitting there the whole time when when they were like saying bye and they're like, oh, we'll just you know, maybe we'll just talk in the morning or whatever. And I was like, dude, they're never going to talk about this again. And Sylvia, you're going in. Like I knew in that moment. Absolutely. And rightfully so. Yeah. Like, and that was the thing. Like, I I don't know. I just, again, I felt like this whole encounter between Kellyanne and Sylvia was like the way that Sylvia was approaching the conversation was just so, I don't know the right word, but like, like egotistical. Like she just, she, expected things you know what I mean like she expected to be able to work with Kellyanne not get thrown in but also keep all of her alliance safe and have Kellyanne take out one of her own numbers yeah like it was just what are you doing like it's messy gameplay and again it goes back to you know this is this is the thing that I don't and have never liked about Sylvia because to me like this isn't anything new for her she doesn't know how to play the game and that's why She's always had to rely so heavily on her big alliances like the Lavender Ladies and the Treehouse and stuff like that. Like she's not good at political gameplay and it shows in this moment. Like, so I don't know. I don't think that that conversation ended up doing her any good. And, you know, the the next scene that we get into is the nominations and. Brad and Kellyanne go sit down in this room and, you know, like it it almost felt like weird energy at first. Like neither one of them had really even talked prior to this and didn't really know what was going on, what was going to happen. But they both kind of agree to be like open minded about things. And, 
you know, Kellyanne like told him, she's like, I'm open-minded about the dudes, but I am, you know, not so open-minded about the women. Like I'll give you some options, but I pretty much, you know, know the direction that I want to go. Yeah. And Brad kind of says the same thing, you know, like he doesn't really, he gives her a couple of options, but he doesn't really give her options. And, you know, he, he literally like one by one names off almost every guy in the house that he wants to protect being like, you know, uh, Mark and Derek and Brad, you know, all, or not Brad, but, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? It was Mark. Wes and Nehemiah. Wes and Nehemiah. Thank you. It was Mark and, and Derek and Wes and Nehemiah that he all wanted to protect. And then he, you know, that pretty much left MJ and Jordan. And then he was like, I already got talked into, you know, calling out Jordan once before. And, you know, I didn't feel good about it then. So that really only leaves MJ. And it's like, okay, so no options for her. She don't get no options. Yeah. It's MJ or it's MJ. Like, <laughs> Well, and they basically they had the conversation before he started naming off everyone where they're just like, so what you're saying is you want full control over the girls vote and I'll take full control over the guys. vote." Yeah. And she was basically like, I see no problem with that. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and so then she pretty much tells him she's like, you know, I I want Sylvia or Kayla pretty much. And so they Brad tells her, he's like, you know, if you're if you've thought this out. And you're aware of the repercussions and you want to move forward with this. Like, I will back you up on it, but you need to be sure that this is what you want to do. So, you know, uh, Kellyanne sticks with it and she ends up naming Sylvia and Brad ends up naming MJ. But I did like now I can't remember because I remember when like Kayla, you know, Kayla and Kellyanne or I'm sorry. Kayla and Sylvia would go and tell Kendall that they voted her in, but I can't ever remember like the dudes doing it to who they voted in. I can't remember who was going and telling the guys previously, but my point is, is that I liked that Brad went and told MJ himself, like, bro, I've, I put you in, it was me. I put you in, you're going in, you know, it's nothing personal. just is what it is. And sorry about your luck kind of thing, you know? I, I appreciated that um, he went and did that himself. I know that they went and told Brad, uh, they went and told Mark when Mark went in. Yeah, right. Um, I think just because that's the one I remember. And yeah, they went and like they told uh, Kellyanne and MJ told Tyler. Yeah, they've, okay. uh, they've tried to do that almost yeah. every episode. I, I, think. I do. I do like that, you know, that it's not like, you know, like Brad's not like sending like Derek to go like or, you know, not sending like Mark to go tell MJ like, hey, you know, Brad put you in or, you know, where they just like put the names on the board or whatever. Like you're going and yeah. you're face to face telling the person I voted you in. You're going in. Good luck. I wish you the best. Like whatever. I, I like that. I don't know. I just there's something I like about that. Yeah. And I like the way MJ took it too. took it like a man. He said, OK, no, I understand. You know, and in his confession, he goes, it works better this way because I get to choose who I want to go against once yeah. I get to see what yep. the elimination is. And it's exactly why. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it's exactly why Jean A um, put herself in elimination last week Yeah, mm -hmm. was so that she could she for one took the choice out of Beth's hands mm -hmm. and also so that she could choose who she went against. Right. Um, then they go in and Kellyanne informs Sylvia <laughs> and Ke and Kayla. And I, I know they said a few choice scenes and we only caught one of them. But w one thing that stood out to me outside of them crying about it was Sylvia saying, when do you girls need to 
make sure you stomp on her throat or, you know, some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, she says if something goes, yeah, when, when they were talking, she's like, if something happens to go bad, then, you know, make sure you stomp on Kellyanne's throat or whatever. And it's like, what? Like, good God. And like, why are you guys crying? You guys are literally, Kayla is fucking like crying, like, like tears, big ass tears coming out of her fucking eyes because Sylvia got voted in. What did you guys expect? What did you expect? Did you expect that Kellyanne was just not going to send any of you in after you've been assholes to her the whole season? Like, I just it just blew my mind that they were all sitting there like crying. And I just I I can't I just I fucking I can't. I did like the fact that uh, in the next scene, they show John A talking to Wes and asking what he thinks Sylvia will do. Mm -hmm. And him being pretty straightforward with John (laughs) A and go, she's probably going to pick you. (laughs) You know, which. Like, at the same time, like, I don't really fucking get that. Like, I know she's like the previous champion. You want to take that person out. But John A's proven that she is not a fucking layup when it comes to these eliminations. And she will do what it takes to win. Yeah. You know, so anyway, so. I mean, because it's pretty much. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say it's pretty much either John A or Naya anyway. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Kellyanne is safe. Right. And then everyone else is in the treehouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she was, so. if Sylvia was smart, she would have picked someone in the treehouse, but. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Anyway, so we, uh, we get to them walking out the house and walking to the elimination ring, whatever it's called this season. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The death thunder fucking dome. I don't know what it's called, <laughs> um, but the name of this elimination is going to be starstruck. And as they're walking up, we get a little confessional with Kellyanne and it goes, <laughs> and this might be line of the night for me. And it goes, she says. It's not fun to watch people uh, go home, even if you don't like them sometimes. But I did wear all black, you know, for Sylvia's funeral, <laughs> which I appreciated in the oh moment. It was God. it was well timed. I loved it. That was perfect. So they walk up and they as they're walking up, uh, you can see everybody looking at the arena or the ring to see what the elimination is. And they see a giant uh, maze, board, basically yeah. a maze board. And then. You know, it looks like it's got a little mouse door for a home cut into it. You know, like that perfect Tom and Jerry cut oh, right at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the best way I can explain it. Uh, half oval, perhaps. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, they walk up and we're going off the assumption that Sylvia was going to pick John A. John A sees this puzzle and decides to seize the puzzle and, and says out loud that, oh, I've seen this before i know how to do it kind of thing well and just just a disclaimer that was not in the show that's something that naya told us about um on twitter following the episode and that's why she thinks that you know she ended up getting picked is because sylvia heard that and decided hey i probably shouldn't go against john a in this one so it kind of eliminates you know who she's gonna pick and makes it pretty simple that's gonna be naya um naya's pissed about this because she was never even spoken to about the possibility of she, her going in, which like, I get there's like this whole respect of letting people know who you're going to pick. But at the same time, like I'd probably say, I'm not going to pick you until I get down there and I see what it is. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick you. Well, look, and here's my thing. Like, it's not like this is the first time that Sylvia has done this literally in this episode. Like she had already previously told John a, that she was not going to give her the sabotage that it was going to Kellyanne. Like she joked with her about it in the kitchen, but then she was like, no, I'm going to give it to Kellyanne. Of course, turned around and gave it to Johnny. So like, 
even if she like, I don't know. And secondly, aside from the putting aside the fact that I actually like Naya. So like I was upset with her because I was. Um, but putting that aside, actually looking at like the gameplay. Yeah. Like you don't you almost don't want to tell them like you kind of want your opponent taken by surprise. You know what I mean? Obviously, that, yeah. you know, doesn't work out for everyone. But in my opinion, that's better because like then that person doesn't have any time to mentally prepare for it. And it just comes down to, you know, how quickly they can get themselves ready. And not everybody can get themselves ready in that short amount of time. No, TJ was also surprised. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, then it comes to uh, MJ's choice on who he's going to pick. And he, oh, wait, no, no, I skipped something that I know you're going to want to talk about. So I'll let you go back. Um, so, yeah. So after Naya gets called down and she's like super pissed about it, it cuts back. It cuts over to like Jordan giving a confessional, you know, and he's like, he's like, you know, I, I have uh, he's, he says, I do have faith in my girl, but fuck, I'm scared. And I was just like, hold on, rewind, 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 rewind. My girl, like he called her my girl and you guys are tr still trying to convince us that there was no relationship between the two of you being Jordan and Naya. Like I, you keep, I, I, we're done with this. Okay. This is not a question anymore. If they're not dating now, they used to, they were at some point or they had some sort of, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like it was more than just like a hookup in the challenge house kind of thing. Like there's something deeper with these two. I, and I'm, I'm totally here for it. I wish it would just freaking happen already. Agreed. Oh my God. In, indeed. You can look at chat in a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to done. find something for the end. Find because what? So, uh, Josh's MVPs? Yeah, I'm just trying to get that information. So that way I'm not looking for it later. I figured you were going to carry on with it. But uh, anyway, so uh, we get to MJ. He says he, he can't go after Brad, who he really wants to. So he's decided that he's going to go after someone else in this, in that alliance. And once he kind of sees that it's like a maze slash puzzle, he, you know, his mind's made up for him. Um, he's going to go after Derek. And Mark's pissed about this, um, <laughs> which like I get. But at the same time, Mark, be happy he didn't pick you because this is one of those eliminations. Yeah. And Wes says it that, you know, this is that wild card elimination where anyone can beat anyone. It just depends. You know what I mean? On how you do in that little maze. So basically what it is, it's a vertical uh, facing maze with three star cutouts along the maze. There's a pole inserted into this vertical maze. And in order to get it loose, you have to slide around and get each star out. The third and final one releases the whole stick. You then have to take that stick and use it like a pool cue and knock a ball <laughs> into a mouse door under said maze. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know how else to explain that. It's It was a weird-ass elimination. Brad said it best a little bit later on. I wrote it down. I, I wrote I, it down. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, and thank you, sir, because it is a great explanation. It's yeah. when the guys are up. So <laughs> um, up first, we've got uh, the girls where Naya goes, I'm getting my star tonight. Yeah. Um, And they go ahead and get started, and you can just hear the whole time Jordan just screaming out fucking instructions to Naya. Like, no, 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 go back. Now go all the way up. Now go all the way over. You know, he's like, like helping her get through the maze. But yeah. you know what you don't hear? 
What? Not a single fucking Treehouse Alliance member trying to help Sylvia. Nobody. Would you would you want them helping you? Yeah, maybe. Shoot. Veronica might be the only one I'd actually listen to in that group. Yeah. But I, well, I'm just saying like. I'm sure she had a confessional about it. I'm just saying like nobody was trying to help. Like, damn. She probably right. did have a confessional about it. I'm sure she did. There was a part that we skipped like really far back when. Well, it was when when TJ had said that there were uh, two sabotages left. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes, let's check in with Veronica to see what that means. <laughs> because, of course, there was a there was a confessional about it. Yeah, yeah. of course. There there's. Yeah, I don't get it. It it happened all throughout this episode, too. It's really weird because Veronica is really important, guys. Oh, my God. It's my fault. It's because I mentioned it. So I made everyone aware of it. Yeah. Now and we're now we're all noticing now it. we're super conscious about it. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> appreciate it but anyway so but jordan ends up helping her get through the maze and she she being naya and she gets through it pretty quick like sylvia was i think she was still was trying to get her second star loose by the time uh naya got her her whole pull out yeah and god this was just super impressive because she lines up the ball and you're looking at this and it's it's like fuck man this it's in sand it's in sand the ball the size of the hole you're getting trying to make it through is a maybe an inch larger than the ball itself yeah not much it's gonna be a tight fit and naya lines it up and she hits it and that motherfucker goes through on the first time like she could have sat there and took another 15 shots and probably not made it. Maybe even more. Yeah. Um, so no, she makes it on the first fucking shot. Insane. Just insane. Crazy. So like that, Sylvia's Everybody gone. Everybody was fucking shocked. Like everybody up in the freaking stands were like, did that just happen? Is it over now? Like what just happened? You know who Sarah was shocked. I looked over and Sarah's jaw was just like on the floor. I was too. I was like, wait, is that the end of the game? Hold on. What just fucking happened? I can't believe she just did that. Like what? I do find it fitting that Sylvia's mouth got her into this situation. And the person who ratted on her was also the person that sent her home. It's yeah, it's poetic. Oh, I loved it. And the person she called out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I love that. Um, You know, so Obviously, Sylvia is eliminated. And, you know, at that point, uh, Kellyanne mentions how lonely Kayla looks over there all by herself. Um, God, she's cold as ice for it. Um, so now they're. Uh, but then she. But no, then no, no. She, that's at the very end. No, it's not. This one. No, there's a middle bit, too. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's something that's at the there's another very okay, end. But right here. After she loses, Kellyanne yells out to Sylvia and she says, sorry, Syl. And Sylvia replies to her, fuck off, Kellyanne. Like, I'm like, what are you? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, why? Why are we doing this? I don't understand it. I don't get it. Because it's personal. It is. It is. I I know that, but it's still just like, I don't know. I I just don't get it. Like, why? What is so personal? What do you hate so much about her that... Like, it's a fucking game, bro. And you've literally gone after her. You guys got her her number one taken out and sent home. Like, what did you fucking expect? What would you do if someone was constantly taking shots at you through the game and then sent Kayla home? You would want fucking revenge and you would go after those people until they got out of the game. Like, and that's what I don't get. That's that's where I'm like, I don't understand why Sylvia is so upset. 
I don't get it. But she was fucking pissed. But she can be pissed on the airplane ride home. So so um, at this point, we get the guys up next on the elimination. Uh, once again, <laughs> it's MJ versus Derek. Yeah. Um, and they go ahead and start off. And they both are moving quick as hell. Um, but only one of them is actually making progress. And surprisingly enough, it's not MJ. It's Derek. Yeah. And Derek is fucking smoking MJ on this. Yeah. And the whole time I'm watching MJ get smoked, all I keep thinking about is like the way I solve these mazes, which is you never start where you're at. You always start at the end and work your way back. Mm-hmm. And why wasn't he doing that? You know, like you literally don't even have to do that. Just go to where your next star is and follow it back to where you are. Yeah. And just make those yep. moves. It's but I don't get it. You know, so we're sitting there and it looks like MJ is just sliding back and forth in the same area of the maze. <laughs> and by this time, like, dude, Derek's pretty much almost got the whole stick out of the maze, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like MJ took a wrong turn and ended up back in the not in the same spot, but like back in the first third of the puzzle. Yeah. And he was like stuck up in a different section that wasn't near the like the star cutouts. Right. I do like Mark screaming out, visualize your next move. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Fucking Captain Synergy up there with Derek. <laughs> fuck. Visualize your Maximize next move. Maximize your leverage. <laughs> yes. What? I love him so Harness much. Harness oh your God. power. <laughs> oh, my God. I love him. What colors your parachute? <laughs> so... <laughs> and, and during all of this, you know, you're hearing Jordan try to help MJ. Uh, yeah, he tried. He's trying. Um, at this point, Derek's got the whole fucking pole out and he's yeah. getting ready to set up for a shot. And I'm thinking, fuck, are we going to get two of these people to go make it on their first shot? No, we are nope. not. Derek wide left. And then Derek, look, like Derek didn't think this all the way through because you're shooting this across beach sand, right? Yeah. So instead of him, like, you know, thinking, you froze you froze you guys froze back again are we still frozen no cool cool because you're not frozen anymore either all right back to what you were saying yeah so basically derek shoots the shot and over this beach sand and he misses wide left but instead of running around to the left to get the ball and leaving his path clear to the goal you know that he has to shoot the ball through he runs straight at the door and then just kind of leans over to the left to grab the ball and he shoots again and misses and shoots again and misses and he keeps re- repeating the same process of not running kind of around the goal, but running <laughs> straight through where he's going to have to shoot. And Brad makes a comment about this. and He goes, man, I'm worried about the divots, the fucking divots, man. He, well, he doesn't say that. No, but it's it's tr- what he was thinking, because what he's really saying is. Exactly what I just said, that Derek's running right in front of the fucking area he's trying to shoot, creating giant divots in the sand. And I'm going to let Tony take the whole quote because I know he has it. Who can shoot a ball into a mouse hole with a star stick when you have all these divots in front of the hole? Yeah. See, he was fucking nervous about those divots. He was freaking the fuck out about the divots. And that's why I, I was dying laughing at that shit. Because, like, he's so worried about these divots. Like, he was panicked about him in the fucking confessional. And His eyes were all big and wide. He's like, there's divots. He didn't like, blink God that whole goddamn fucking that elimination. Whole elimination. He did not blink once. He saw every divot be made 
<laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm kind of thinking about this. Like maybe, you know, because Brad's looking at it from a golf perspective and I understand that, right? <laughs> but maybe Derek wasn't. Maybe Derek was purposely trying to make those divots. Maybe he was looking at it from more of like a Hot Wheels. No, he was the- not. Theory, which is if no. I create a divot, it's going to line it up into that ball. And if I keep creating a divot right down this line, it's like a fucking track right into it. No, no I he doubt didn't. It. No, but he it, didn't. No. Um, anyways, it's legitimately. But regardless. Yeah, I was going to say, due to editing, right after Brad says this, uh, Derek takes a shot. It goes through this first main divot, kind of pops up and rolls right in through the little mouse door, mm-hmm. uh, which gives Derek the win. And in true Derek fashion, anytime he wins an elimination, <laughs> he screams, give me those motherfucking stars, bitch. <laughs> There's that for your puzzle. And then proceeds to run around in circles around the elimination ring. Like an airplane. I love him so much. It was so like much. he just scored a goal in the World Cup. It was really glorious. Though, like, he was so fucking stuck that he just won a puzzle. Like MJ says, it's a fucking puzzle, man. Derek replied back with, it's a maze. Ha ha. <laughs> that was and a really bad like, laugh, still, by the way. He's still running around MJ. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, Derek has the same energy level as my toddler. Just runs all fucking day. Gives no fucks. He's like, fuck you. I loved it, man. I loved it so much. MJ was pissed. Absolutely pissed. Like so much so to the point that he, in his confessional, said that he hopes he actually addressed Brad and said, Brad, I hope you do not win this final. I was like, damn, dude, that's that's some shit. (laughs) You know who what I really noticed about this, and I've noticed it a couple times now that I'm thinking back, Hmm. is obviously Johnny is sad to see MJ go, right? Yeah. And she says something that I find very interesting. She goes, I'm sad to see my partner go. And I looked at Karina, I go, but this isn't a partner season. That's not your fucking partner. Yeah, it's not your partner, girl. It's her ride or die, though. But yeah. they're the only they're the only alliance that the other person has. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I get that. But at the same time, there's there's more. Say he's just a friend. Oh, my God. You're a child anyway. Anyways, just saying. But no. Um, And also in this confessional, MJ also talks about how he's like, I don't understand how like why Brad had it out for me all season. And I'm like, dude, like you're literally the reigning fucking champ. So, like, of course, people are going to want you out. Like, duh. Yeah. I I don't understand what you don't understand about that. Like, that shouldn't be a question in your mind. Like, you should have came into this season knowing that you were probably going to be the number one target this season. Like, duh. Yeah, absolutely. I did. I did like the fact that Derek, uh, you know, kept referencing the stars on his shirt, though. Like, (laughs) Like, not even like, hey, I beat you, bro. Like, give me those motherfucking stars. Yeah, he does that. He did that after TJ like said bye to everybody. I thought that was pretty funny. But I the best part of all that though was Nehemiah. What did Nehemiah? And Nehemiah looked at Wes while Derek was running around after after TJ said his whole thing and after Derek said just one last thing, give me those stars, and then started running around again. Yeah. Nehemiah looked at Wes and said, five bucks as he injures himself celebrating. Yeah, I yeah see that's that. true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did like how, uh, you know, TJ calls Naya the one shot wonder. Yep. Uh, Derek, not the one shot wonder, but he still made it. Um, <laughs> so right now, Derek, by taking out uh, MJ, has four stars. Naya is going to have two. Derek uh, has the most of anybody on the cast. Yeah. yeah. And, and hopefully we know by next episode what the fucking stars mean. 
I would um, love that'd be great. You know, before hopefully the end of the final, we find out what the stars mean. This is also the first time that we've heard. And I don't know. I know that there's still a big debate about what this like if there's really a difference between the way TJ says bye to people. But this is the first time we've heard him say this ends your time for now. And he said that to MJ after telling MJ that he's a certifiable badass, which I'm like, that's a pretty fucking awesome compliment to get from TJ Lavin of all people. Like (laughs) one of like the most badass dudes that's ever like been on the challenge. You know what I mean? And not like obviously not competed, but I still can, you know, he still qualifies in my opinion. I like how he said this ends your time for now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's yeah. the first time he said that that this season to anybody. Well, so I yeah, and we can go into this at a later time, but I have a theory on something. Me and Tony have been hive minding it quite a bit lately on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and then up next was Sylvia's closing confessional um, says, oh, my God, she had the game in the bag. Okay. When, where, yeah. where, in what bag did you have the game in? I'm just wondering. You never had yourself. Okay. Like, quote Vin Diesel. I don't get it. Uh, I brought that one just for you today. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, yeah, yeah. MJ telling Brad it's not personal at all. Uh, at that point, Sylvia shouts out, Kellyanne, it is personal. Bye. And it's just like, come on. Grow up. Dude. Twitch Kellyanne yells bye back. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And waves. See you next time. I, I don't know. I just I don't get it. Like, grow the fuck up. You know, like you're out here talking about like, you know, first of all, you're out here like talking about how you want to be this great role model and shit for your son. But you can't even like win with grace. You got to show him to win like an asshole. Like, I just I don't vibe with that kind of shit, you know. And then on top of that, like it's a game and you got got. So just accept it and go home. Like, you don't have to be an asshole about it. I just, I don't know. I just don't vibe with that shit. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I agree. You know um, what I do like, though? Yeah, I'm about to say. You know what the, I do like, though? The best part of this episode is when they showed next on the Challenge All-Stars 3. And, and I, what is it? I caught one thing. One thing from this next on preview. There was a bunch of other shit in it. I don't give a fuck. I didn't catch none of it. I didn't write none of it down. But it is fucking trivia day, baby. And I am so excited. I cannot wait. I started to get get I started to get worried that we were not going to get a trivia season or I'm sorry that we were not going to get a trivia episode this season. And hearing this was literally like the highlight of the episode, in my opinion. Agreed. Best part right next to Wes and Nehemiah. Agreed. <laughs> oh. Guys, I, I think that pretty much. Uh, ends this recap um before we completely close it out should we uh go around do our our mvps of this episode indeed yeah i'm down tony why don't you kick it sure um for gals it is a tie between naya and kellyanne yeah because you really can't separate either game from one another this episode um naya called out bullshittery when she saw it kellyanne won the elimination twice or the daily twice yeah Naya won the elimination. They got Sylvia out. Yeah. They busted up the treehouse. Naya had the quote of the night, which was fuck the treehouse. Yes. So Naya and Kellyanne MVP in equal measure. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Did you want the guys now as well? Or do we want to go around girls and then? No, just go ahead and tell us your guys too. Yeah. So Brad for finally slaying his dragon. 
Yes. And an honorable mention for MJ, because for every time that he got hit with something, he took it with grace when he lost to Derek and Derek was running around and everything else. (laughs) He could have tripped him. He could have done a lot of things. (laughs) All of them would have been warranted at that point. True. Funny would that have been though if he's just like floop? <laughs> I'm not gonna say I've done. Would have been amazing. I'm not saying I've done that to my toddler, but I might have. <laughs> oh, I've done it to my kids before. <laughs> Fuck them kids. But he oh, managed man. to like he took the sabotage on. He took being told that he was going into illumination, mm-hmm. and he walked out of there with his head held high. And that's the honorable mention. But obviously, Brad takes the win because. He's been gunning for MJ all season and he was finally able to get it done. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to hop in with Josh's real quick since he's absent, but he sent me his. Yeah, he did. Um, so Josh's MVP for the women is Kellyanne for uh, winning the daily and being able to send one of the members of the treehouse home. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, male MVP is Brad for same reason, being able to finally slay his dragon and MJ and winning the daily. Um, His honorable mention for the women goes to John A for stating that she had seen that elimination before. So it caused Sylvia to switch to Naya, according to Naya's text. Boss move, man. Whether she'd seen that puzzle before or not, that was a good gameplay. And then honorable mention to uh, Derek K for winning a maze slash puzzle elimination. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Karina, what's let's hear yours. Um, so for me, for my girls, um, I have to give the, I have to give the, um, the MVP, sorry, I was drawing a blank there. I have to give the MVP to Naya, um, just because like she, you know, she heard that comment. She went and had the conversation with Kelly and she kind of kicked the ball into gear to get Sylvia thrown in. Obviously she ended up getting called out, which I don't think she obviously was planning for, but she ended up going down, absolutely just murdering that maze. And then one shot wonder got the ball right in. So definitely going to give her MVP with a, you know, super high honorable mention for Kellyanne right behind that, because what she did with that puzzle was super impressive. And, you know, she took her shot at the treehouse and, you know, succeeded. So it's kind of like what you said, Tony, where like I have it like it's like a one A, one B kind of thing. Um, I just really want to give it to Naya for winning that elimination, um, going in unexpected, winning it, you know, all of that. I I thought that was really impressive. Um, And then I also just want to give like a quick little shout out, like a mini honorable mention um to john a because i thought it was really fucking impressive that she got the sabotage thrown on her um but was still able to make it through that first round um you know or make it through that those first two rounds and get all the way to the beach granted she wasn't able to finish the puzzle but that was still impressive to be the one that had the sabotage on them and then still be one of the final three that made it to the puzzle um and then also again you know like we just said for josh's where she whether it was a game move or it was the truth, whatever the situation was, she made that comment walking up to the elimination, which, you know, according to Naya, in turn made Sylvia nervous about calling John A out and kept her ass off the elimination floor. And that is a boss ass move. So um, just a little shout out to her. And then for my guys, I am going to give it to my MVP to Brad um, for the reasons that you said, you know, he's had this ongoing battle with MJ. 
Um, you know, finally got the chance to take a really solid shot at him and succeeded. So I got to give him MVP for that with a very high honorable mention for Derek K just because he went in and bossed out on that elimination and did something that he didn't think that he could do. You know, he was nervous about doing that elimination, about having to get through the maze or the puzzle or however you want to look at it. And he did it, you know, so fucking shouts to him for that. So those are my uh, MVPs and honorable mentions. All right. So I'm going to do mine backwards. I'm going to go my honorable mentions first. Um, Honorable mentions for the men are going to be is going to be Derek K for winning his elimination, you know, and kind of count conquering his mountain. Right. Just like Kellyanne did earlier in the daily. And I'm glad I brought Kellyanne because my honorable mention for this episode is Kellyanne, Naya, and John A. So half the cast. And the reason <laughs> I'm saying that is because they all played a very pivotal role throughout this, sh- this series um, for everything that you guys have already mentioned. For my male MVP, it's going to be Brad. I think what this is like his fourth or fifth daily in a, uh, this season yeah. so yeah, far. Just fucking murdering, murdering it. it. Like, this is like a CTS domination of a season. Yeah. You know, so it's it's fairly impressive. Like in the duel or like Inferno 3 when he was just winning like every freaking daily. Exactly. I'm worried about him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, My MVP for the women is room number one. Is the room that houses Naya, John A, and Kellyanne. Because if it wasn't for that room, these three powerhouses wouldn't be sitting there together (laughs) coming towards the end of the season. Yes. I love yeah. it. I love it. Room one. Yeah, the treehouse is number two. Mm-hmm. Get it? Number two. Yeah. Number right. two. <laughs> Look, my dad jokes are getting worse. Um, it's, it's getting late. late. <laughs> yeah. Here, I'll tie it together for you. It's also a log. Oh. <laughs> Look, you win some, you lose some. But that's a win. I don't care who you are. Um, guys, do you guys have any other closing thoughts or should we wrap this wrap this up? And give this gift to the people. Yeah, I mean, I I think I said enough about this damn episode. And uh, I mean, I'm really freaking excited for trivia next week. And then Agreed. I'm pretty sure we have the final either the following week or the week right after that. Like there's not much left no. of All Stars 3. So I'm I'm getting stoked for the end. And uh, yeah, uh, I think we're actually... We might actually have a special guest on in one of the next two recaps. I just can't remember exactly which one. And obviously, like things can change all the way up till the day that we recap. But we, in theory, have a very special guest coming to recap. And from what I know, it's going to be on this next trivia episode. Make sure you guys uh, keep an eye out for that because it's not it's not just an everyday kind of special guest. I'll give you a hint. This person's been on a TV show. Oh. <gasps> Who could it be? Because that really narrows it down. You don't know. Was he on Scrubs? Was he on The Challenge? Was he on ER with George Clooney? You don't know. But you're going to have to tune in next week to find out. Yeah. Mind you, Rick just gave it away and narrowed it down substantially by saying he, because there aren't many he's in television. Exactly. (laughs) I've literally eliminated half of everybody on television for you. So you're welcome. Correct me if I'm wrong. So we've got... We've got one more, like two more episodes, potentially. What episode number is? This was this this was was six. six. So so we've got two left. Potentially, we. we, I thought they did ten episodes. From everything that I've seen, there's eight episodes for All Stars three, and then they'll they'll probably have a reunion or something. Fair enough. So that will almost take us right to July sixth. 
Yeah. Almost. Yeah, we're going to have for like, the challenge USA. We're, we were talking about maybe taking a week off, but I know we really want to try to fit in a 38. So we might do a quick 38 recording on that. Yeah. But we we haven't because what we've got this week, we'll have the seven 14th, on eight on this, and then we'll have one week and then CBS. And then the six. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have we'll have one week in between when All Stars 3 ends and CBS Challenge starts. Ooh. And if you guys aren't watching CBS Challenge, don't 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 message me. We don't care. Okay, Ooh, just yeah. leave me alone. We're excited, and if you're not excited, then go be miserable somewhere else about it. I don't know what to tell you. With that lovely closing <laughs> statement, let's go ahead and knock this out. What do you yes. say, Tony? <laughs> yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We actually very much appreciate it, whether you like us or not. If you don't like us and you're listening to us, I'm confused. But I didn't perplexed. say didn't like us. I said didn't like the CBS thing. Anyways, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to hear us recap episode six of All Stars 3, Revenge of the All Stars. Um, For myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, and also this beautiful, beautiful hunk of man on the screen with us, Tony (laughs) Stats and Info Lance. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you get a chance, go ahead and rate us five stars. Um, if you're not going to rate us five stars, just don't rate us at all. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. For reals. Look, take it to Yelp if you have negative reviews. <laughs> we'll never check it, but good luck with that. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We loved having you. We hope to see you guys next time. Bye. Later. Bye. Hey, is Josh going to show up randomly in a different chat? Stay tuned after the music to find out. (laughs) Night, guys.